Look at the Boga Hunting Podcast. That's why I, I tried not to have cams on my bow. I don't have to deal with slippage or anything Shut like up. that. You just put a new string on there, you're fine. What is Boga? But seriously, that's the dumbest thing I've ever it, seen. It go, I am all about Just strap it to your pack. Really appreciate the fact that you're from Michigan and not Georgia. You don't want to be the next Mark Kenyon. No. I'm a shit show. <laughs> that's, that spot's taken. You can see how pathetic Jared's face is right now. <laughs> because that's how it looked. It was just like, is this good enough? Before we jump into this episode, we have to thank a few of our partners that help make this podcast possible. First up is First Light. Great camo, fusion, cypher. You get to pick your option, or you can go that new ash gray color. Mm. Uh, they make fantastic merino. They make great stuff for elk hunting, great stuff for hunting down south, great stuff for deer hunting by us. Um, so we rock it all year long. We love it. Check it out, firstlight.com. If you guys are in search of a new pack, then you guys have to check out the Seek Outside Short Tail. It's designed to cover three main uses, which are the Western big game hunts, it's tree sand friendly, and it's great for backpacking long trails. And it can pack out close to 200 pounds. You could carry out a Jared. You can carry out one of me if you use want. The, use the promo code BOGA, all caps, for 5% off your order. Jared's sold separately. Sturka Optics, clear, great at gathering light in low light situations. American made, one of the best warranties in the business. In fact, if you're in the woods, you find a smashed up pair of Sturka binoculars, you can send it right into them. They'll honor that warranty and you'll find yourself the proud owner of a new pair of vinyls. So just go to their website, sturkastrong.com and get behind some of their glass. If you're looking to get into the tree saddle game this year, then you guys need to check out Trophy Line. These guys have been around since the 1960s, and they've been doing it ever since. We're going to be rocking their Ambush Light Tree Saddles this year. They're lightweight, they're comfy, and they're extremely easy to use for that beginner. Head over to their website and use the promo code BOGAHUNTING10 for 10% off your order. If you're looking for a quality, handmade, top-of-the-line, traditional bow, look no further than Bivouac Bow Company. Jim and Georgia there are excellent boyers, handmade, custom. They are precise, and they make fantastic shooting bows. If you're looking for a great bow, check them out, bivouacbowco.com. There are a lot of good apps out there, but if you're a hunter and you're looking for a do-it-all app, check out HuntWise. First of all, they have GPS software that tells you where you are, where boundaries are. You, you can share locations. But it's also a, a community of hunters where you can all share what you're experiencing. We'll post there pretty regularly. Actually, that is where I have my only social media account. So if you want to see what's going on in my mind, go to HuntWise and check us out. All right, this week we're continuing and actually finishing up our archery practice month by talking with Isaac Smith of Vector Custom Arrows. Isaac, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm pumped. I've, I love this show, so it's fun to be on. <laughs> Good to have you here. Um, so for people who have never met you before, who are you? What do you do? Yeah, so um, I live in Wisconsin. I love hunting deer and other things. Been an outdoorsman my entire life. You know, so far, I've just it's a, a huge passion of mine to be outdoors and interacting with wildlife in a number of ways. You know, grew up mostly fishing and trapping, um, and the extent of my hunting was you know goofing around shooting varmints with uh, a recurve on the farm. Mm, I um, talk my language. Yeah. <laughs> That's about the best fun you can have. Uh, and, 
woodchucks, you know, squirrels, rabbits, stuff like that. Just um, didn't have, uh, it didn't come from a hunting family, um, but a family that appreciated it and understood that it was um, something that was worthwhile uh, finding mentorship for me. So my parents kind of connected me with resources over the years. Like, you know, I had uh, extended family that hunted or they'd send me on trips with, um, you know, guys who could show me the ropes. And right. so, um, yeah, now, uh, I live in Wisconsin. Like I said, what part of the state we like Wisconsin part yeah. of, oh, part man, of Wisconsin. It. You, like only part of it? In... you only like part There's of it. There's a bunch of Packer fans over there. Oh, are you a Packer <laughs> fan? Uh, I guess by association, oh. uh, I grew up in Indiana. So, uh, been in Wisconsin for like four years now. So, okay. You know, I have to be a Packers fan. I, you know, wear the face, whatever. But <laughs> I think that's you get your driver's um, license. They got they ask you that that question. Are you, are a, you Packers a Packers fan? fan? If not, they give you a Michigan <laughs> yeah. ID. That's funny. Yeah, no, it's, we're we're at the very bottom of the state in a city called Beloit, uh, Rock County, Wisconsin. Okay. So is that is that my east house side? is less than a mile from? Yeah, it's it's like kind of middle to the east. Yeah, at okay. the very bottom of the state. But I, I live less than a mile from Illinois. So, oh, sweet. Yep, uh, I know exactly where that is. Yeah, right on the edge. Those people yeah. are even worse. Though. I know. So you're not. You're we're, like you're not even. You're not. You're at. You are a Packers fan. Or are you Bears fan? Where are you at? I'm not really a football fan. I like oh. UFC. And, Ouch. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's about <laughs> the extent of my sports watching. And hunting. Yeah. Yeah, hunting. I love to watch hunting. Do you watch hunting? If there, if there. If, <laughs> Do I? Yeah. Yeah, I love to watch hunting stuff. It's gotten better. It's not as much uh, kill shot after kill shot anymore, and I, I appreciate that a lot because it's, uh, you know, I think a lot of us, what we love about bow hunting is just the the adventure of it, and uh, a kill is kind of a bonus. Right. But the stories kind of like have outdoor fun. media is, yeah, the story is what's important, and um, that's what I think where the reward really is, but outdoor media seems to be reflecting that more and more. I appreciate that, but, but yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, January this year, um, me and, uh, my partner, Michael launched vector. It's an arrow product company that, uh, we've been working on for the last year and a half or so. And it's been a heck of a time to launch a startup, uh, with, uh, an immediate, shut down and mm-hmm. shipping issues and craziness but it's been a heck of a ride and just a super super fun process just getting uh you know inventing this tool not not necessarily inventing creating this product and getting it out into people's hands and well it's pretty unique you, you want to it. it's pretty just, cool yeah describe like what that means like it, it's you're an aero company but what what makes you guys different yeah, so what's different is that we call it the ultimate hunting arrow, and uh, our model is called the hammer. The hammer. We spell it HMR. That's yeah. Jared's nickname um, in high school, Jared the Hammer the Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. Yeah, so we believe that, you know, it's not really like the components you use or like the brand of arrow that you shoot that makes it the best, but it's having an arrow that's built to fit you in your specs and uh, your intended purpose, like... Are you trying, like, depending on what you're trying to do, what you're hunting like, that should change your setup a little bit. So we're also kind of on a mission to get people shooting heavier arrows. There's been, you know, industry trends towards selling gear on speed, whether that's, you know, 
the fastest bow or, you know, the lightest arrow to there's a lot of myths about light arrows that move really fast right. being, you know, a, a more lethal and it's just totally not true. So of course there's a balance cause you don't want something just crawling through the air and, you know, make a bad hit because throwing you know, logs down range. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a balance. Um, I believe, um, but uh, I do have a goal this year to. I, I really want to shoot a whitetail with like a, a thousand grain. Plus yeah, I want to talk to you about that. Super fun. <laughs> I was on your website but, and you mentioned a thousand grain arrow. Yeah. Like how many yeah. thousand grain arrows are you guys putting out? Because you guys are just to go back. You guys make custom arrows <laughs> for folks. So you have yeah, yeah, you talk yeah. to them about what they want. You talk to them about you know what their needs are. You get the measurement of their bows, and you're actually to cre- you're able to create a an arrow tuned, kind of ready to go for for whatever bow you know it's, it's going to. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of times right now it takes just a conversation. We're working on like an app that would kind of streamline the process, but the uh, the idea is to you know take down some information from a user, draw length, draw weight, what are you hunting, you know. How far of a shot are you comfortable taking? Like, what what is that max distance that you tell yourself? I'm not going to shoot a whitetail past 30 yards, you know, um, stuff like that. And uh, what kind of broadhead are you using? How much does it weigh? And then we can do some math, you know, and figure out how how much your insert should weigh to get a perfect spine match. Right. Which spine spine is very important. That I I personally have had, you know, I. My experience says like spine is as important or more important than the arrow being straight because that's where your consistency arrow to arrow is going to come from, right. you know, and so much to do with the flight of your arrow has to do with the spine rather than, you know, so many other things we point to like straightness and whatever. So yeah, it's, uh, it's really a process where we build an, a set of arrows that, um, fits the user has a perfect spine match and, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of advantages to that. Whether it's uh, bumping up total arrow weight and FOC, or you know, also just improvements in accuracy by way of being in a appropriately spined setup. It's kind of kind of crazy how how many uh, really skilled hunters are are uh, using equipment. You know, using arrows that are out of a box uh, yeah. from a big box store that you know you can screw in a broadhead and you know, uh, practice, of course, but you hit the woods, not really uh, doing the math on making sure your arrow is going to be effective. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. Building arrows that, you know, they're ready out of the box. Everything's glued together, um, but they actually fit you. That's mm-hmm. the goal. Yeah. So you, w- when you, fun. when you guys were putting this plan together, um, have you guys been working in a shop in the past? Are you guys, you know, Botex or like, what's your background? How'd you get into this? Yeah, uh, my partner has worked in a shop for years, um, you know, has built thousands of arrows for, you know, shop clients. Um, right. I'm just a nerd, so I haven't worked in a shop, uh, but I've just been tinkering for years, and uh, this is uh, this is what we came up with, man. Yeah. It's been pretty fun. Nice. That's a cool, uh, it's a cool thing to get into, I mean, yeah. of all the types of companies you know, uh, hunting industry arrow maker. Oh, Jared, yeah. Jared and I say this all the time. The arrows, arrows are the currency yes. of the archery world. Which and you guys <laughs> have to be the central bank. Oh, yeah. You print money. When, whenever we get a fresh dozen of arrows, you're arrow rich. You're arrow rich. Yeah. 
Are you arrow rich right now? Still? <laughs> Am I? Yeah, still. Oh yeah. Ah oh, man, it feels good. Like, Are you? I'm, what is I'm, arrow rich to you? Ooh, a a crisp dozen. A dozen plus, maybe. <laughs> a, <laughs> I'd probably say. If you have two dozen, you're you're set. You are loaded. Yeah, you're you're a billionaire. But if you have yeah. a dozen, like you can keep six. Yeah. For your good, like those are your good ones. You got six, you can just tear up. Yeah, with with two dozen, you really have a retirement fund set mm-hmm. up. You have what you need to live on, which is a, a dozen, and you got your backup dozen. But you do have a few that you can, you know. Hey, you see that uh, that's, <laughs> stump that's still or yeah. that rabbit over there that I really shouldn't be shooting at? Right. Yeah. Let's too far. Take a poke. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I am. Uh, I'm three. I got three. I'm done to three. I always end up at three. At, Sorry, like, man. That number for some reason I'll like it stays at three for the longest time. I don't know if it's because I'm more selective. Because I like to. They do say things center. are better in threes, though. The rule of threes. Rule I can relate with that completely because yep. it's like, uh, you know, I uh, got a fresh half dozen recently and I wanted to play around with something really heavy for the summer and just, um, I got a new bow and so um, built out a set of these hammers for at about 800 grains and uh, it's, it's just so fun to shoot a really heavy arrow like that, but uh, How, I digress. So but, I, I got a... Um... Uh, just a quick question. I've got a 50-pound recurve, right? How heavy can I get my arrow? Uh, well, it depends how fast you want it to be. I mean, you can get it pretty darn heavy, but uh, we'll say shoot shootable know, to, to shootable to 30 yards. <laughs> yeah, just like th- 30 and in. That's about as far as as I'm probably gonna take a shot. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, that'd be something that we'll see. I want to get I want to get the first 12 1200 grain. Yes. Just. What's your drawing? Mine, so on a compound, 28? It, it's 28. On a recurve, yeah. it's usually shorter. Or 28 and a half. Is it 28 and a half? Mm-hmm. Jared knows what my, mine is. That's really sweet. You're welcome. Mm. But I would imagine I'm probably about, if for a recurve, shorter. So I'm probably at like 27 and a half. Yeah. Mm. I have not forgotten that. Is it doable? Wow. Are we going to be the first ones? 1,200 grain arrow. <laughs> if anybody can uh, do it. No, not a 1,200 grain. I mean, I like to put people in like a 500 grain minimum setup. Sure. That's kind of the goal is to just get people over 500 grains. I think at that point you're like in the total arrow weight zone where, um, when things go wrong, they don't go that wrong. Like if you have a a deer duck you a little bit and you make a a shoulder shot or something, you're, you can punch through a shoulder, you know, you can, um, get through some really hard stuff and still put down a, animal ethically um i think that's that's a lot of my thought process too and kind of trying to um find the best setup for somebody is like or just in my own personal journey like um there's there's so little you can control in this endeavor you know like you can't control what that deer's gonna do when he hears your your bow go off like um but you can't control what hits them, you know, right. <laughs> you can make them perfect, you aim perfectly, but, um, when your you bow shoots exactly a lot quieter with, that, hit, with so. a heavier arrow, you're shooting a lot quieter. And so, yeah, that was, that was the big reason I wanted to try something like in the 800 grain range. It's yeah. like, you know, what, what changes with that? Like, and just the amount of uh, noise, just crazy. It's, it's a lot so much quieter. quieter. Yeah. When I saw, oh I'll have gosh, a couple yeah. of grain, air, a couple of different spine arrows, I've got just laying around that I shoot out of my bow, and it is a very noticeable difference, like a ton louder. Sure. Yeah, oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. I mean, we, we did some uh, decibel testing and stuff like that. Just went to Walmart and found the, the lightest arrow possible. And uh, it's a very significant, significant difference, even going from like 350 grains to like a 540 grain uh, setup. I, the arrows I was using last uh, last fall for whitetails were like 540 grains. And, yeah. um, man, just just amazing the, the difference it makes. You know, when I was – um, just getting into bow hunting several years ago, I, I hit a deer in the shoulder and it just like bounced off it, you know, yep. and I was shooting, I think 58 pounds at 28 inches and just light arrow with a mechanical broadhead. And you ever bounce one off know, anybody, anything, nothing. Jared? No. You never bounce anything? Rocks. You bounce it off. I've seen you bounce it off a of glass. Lots of rocks. Yeah. Bottle too. Oh yeah. That's when I was shooting the recurve. I, you shot a recurve. I found an old glass bottle. Buried up in the dirt, and I pulled it out. Yeah, set it on an old stump, and walked back about, you know, fifteen yards. Yeah, drew back where you would think you'd smash right through. Did you think you were gonna smash it? I thought I was gonna shoot right through it. I had the phone set up. I saw, I saw the video. And everything. It's I'm funny. Like, this is gonna be sweet. Dink. <laughs> Ricocheted right off. Dink. Uh, you, did you find yep. that arrow? I hear you. It snapped it in half. Did it really? Yep. You know what? You know what the problem was? It didn't have thick enough walls, right, Isaac? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I, the the wall thickness is something we tried to pay attention to a lot, and it's like when we were piecing together this arrow system for the hammer, like there's kind of a a balance between like different elements that we were trying to prioritize, um, and like some research that I really appreciate is um, if you've ever heard of Dr. Ed Ashby. Oh yeah, you guys follow him? Yeah, yeah he's He's, uh, he's just done, a, you know, decades of research. He's a big trad guy, so I figure you guys would be into him. But he's done just tons and tons of research on arrow lethality, and his, his research has been summarized into, like, 12 main factors that impact penetration and, therefore, lethality. And one of the, you know, number one on the list is structural integrity. So if you have an arrow that's breaking apart, like, it's not going to do anything. You know, it's not going to do any damage especially not cleanly and ethically. So it's like, you know, it, it, you, you need to have uh, a shaft and components that um, are as structurally strong as possible. Like, so when we were um, working on the shaft, like the, you know, it's a, it's a micro diameter shaft, which means the inner diameter of, of it is uh, it's kind of like a, a deep six size. So oh, yeah. 0.166 inches. Um, but the wall of that arrow is thick enough that it almost feels like, what you'd call like a five millimeter arrow sure. or a yep. 204 size. Same. So it's, it's a, it's a very robust carbon fiber shaft that doesn't feel like a really small diameter arrow because of, because it's a uh, beefy. Right. But, um, but, but at the same time you have to balance like shaft weight with wanting to have a bit of FOC, which is yep. that weight allocated towards the front of the shaft. So a lot of guys who want to shoot a high FOC arrow for its penetration benefits, you know, having that weight forward yeah. um, and flight characteristics characteristics, and all the rest, like they'll go look for the lightest shaft they can find so they can have a heavy arrow, but all that weight is up front. Yeah. And there's, you know, reasons for and against that, but um, that was kind of the, the line we're trying to ride with this design is like structural integrity, but not so heavy 
with that beefy shaft, we don't want that shaft so heavy that you can't still have 15 to 20% FOC right, otherwise um, at a reasonable you, you need like a total air 500 grain broadhead to, to level it out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's been fun, man. It's, and uh, the results have been really definitely encouraging. We, we sent out so many sets of arrows to just people in the industry and, you know, uh, friends and mentors of ours, like, just to hunt with all last fall and just some really cool stories came back. Like, you know, my, myself, even I, I shot a, a doe at, I think it was like 18 yards and it, uh, and this was at one point I was just trying a mechanical. I had a kill zone on it yep. and it was a 550 grain total arrow weight. And the doe, it was a mature doe jumped really hard when I released and I hit I, I, the arrow went right through both shoulders and just total pass through like it was nothing, you know, and the arrow, I, uh, the arrow went for a long ways after that. But, you know, the point is like, you don't know where you're going to hit them, you know, and even if, uh, even with that mechanical, I, that was kind of an experiment. I, I don't think I'd want to use a mechanical most of the time. Just mm-hmm. personally, I like, I like the, you know, again, structural integrity, like, that's a priority to me. So no, I I, I could see that. The mechanical I, I, makes me nervous. You know, I, <laughs> but I was curious, like you know, we, putting a mechanical on a light arrow seems all the more risky because of the amount of energy you're losing putting your your energy into opening that head rather than going through you know muscle and bone. Like so, I don't know if that makes sense, but like I wanted to just experiment and see what happens if I put a mechanical on a heavier arrow right. like you know in theory it's like modern broadheads need a lot of force you know to be effective to be to expand um mm-hmm. yeah lethal yeah so um, but it, i was encouraged so so question, question about the micro diameter arrow i yeah, like yeah. i like it i like the idea of it the thing that that always sure. made me hesitant and has had i've had issues with is the insert system on a lot of them feels like that is the weak point like if i'm i never break the arrow but i'll break those uh the insert outsert thing all the time what are those victory arrows yeah man i I hated that (laughs) yeah i think uh there's like a lot of those uh systems those insert systems that you buy in because you can adapt the thread size of like a normal diameter broadhead to a micro diameter shaft because you can't just like fit any broadhead in a micro shaft. It has to be something that's made for like a deep six size, right? Mm-hmm. Which there's not a lot of options for that on the market, so you have to adapt it. But then a lot of those uh, inserts you're talking about, it just acts like a wedge right down the middle of that carbon fiber shaft, and you're going to split your arrow when you hit something hard, right? Um, so I'm, I imagine that's exactly what you're talking about but the we started trying to you know figure out how to you know make that point of the arrow which is you know normally that's where you're going to have a malfunction like the first place it's going to break is that that little point broadhead meets the arrow yeah Yeah. you know um weakest point so we wanted to have like a two-piece system that would sandwich the front of the carbon shaft in between two metal pieces yep. you know there's like an insert that goes down in the middle 
but then there's also an outsert that's like a sleeve over the you know first inch and a half to two inches of the shaft on the outside yeah um and so we started working on like developing that but then we found ethics archery which um is an amazing company that sells these components it was kind of exactly what we're looking for and um it's that two-piece insert outsert that so you get two points um, of holding it in really the yeah, and the it insert. just makes okay. exactly, yeah, and uh, yeah, it just it completely protects the the front of your shaft. So if you hit a stump or a, a tree or a rock or you know bones, like it's it's gonna take that impact to the insert rather than to the shaft. Right. Um, plus, it's like a really adjustable system, and this is how we kind of calculate. FOC and total air weight for a lot of people is that insert system is available from 45 grains to 175 grains. So you have so much control and like really dialing in, um, FOC and stuff. So, um, it's a super cool system and that's available from ethics archery. It's, you know, you don't even have to buy our, our system to get that. Like they have, uh, okay. You know, components that fit a bunch of different arrows. Like if you shoot a, an axis, like an Ethan axis, yeah. Um, you know, it's a really good move to to put like a, a aluminum or steel footer at the front of that arrow, even though you have like the the standard kit insert. Yeah. Um, that Easton makes like um, find a find a footer that can go on the outside of the arrow, and you'll see enormous improvement in uh, durability and uh, it'll raise your foc a little bit too but there's a lot of reasons that's a good thing yeah plus there's there's not like a there there are advantages to uh shooting a smaller diameter for like sake of drag and surface area and stuff or like uh wind resistance like if you're shooting in high left to right wind scenario like you know that decrease in surface area is gonna you know less impact from wind but but as far as penetration, uh, really, like, what counts more than a small diameter is having a shaft that's a smaller diameter than the barrel of your broadhead. So, like, this yeah. is why a lot of, you know, arrows are moving towards, like, a tapered design where the diameter is larger at the front than yeah. at the back. Yeah, or, I've been seeing those. You know, that's so, interesting. Yeah, so fun stuff, man. It's It's been, uh, you know, it's been fun to nerdy about this sounds like you've done your research well and the nice thing is and at least somebody like me would appreciate it because the durability of your arrow really affects your philosophy in terms of how you approach arrows and by that i mean like when you're shooting are you more of a gunslinger or are you more of a conservative shot like even when you're you're practicing like you're not grouping your arrows you're spreading them out over the target yeah you're you're just not willing to group them too tight or shoot from too far away but when you know you got a little durability at least for me, <laughs> like the the how aggressively I'm going to be shooting, mm-hmm. like it, it totally changes. What, what, like, what's your so, Jared? Regardless of error, like, what's your general when you're approaching a shot? Like, are you willing to just do a group and shoot from far away as away, and you're just more excited about shooting, <laughs> or do you try to preserve your arrow wealth? Honestly, man, I have <laughs> I've yet to Robin Hood an arrow ever, ever. So I, oh man, I yeah. want to do that. So I'm You're I'm grouping my arrows together. Oh, yeah, dude, I you used I, mean? I used to go. Yeah. You're not missing anything, man. 
I went, dude, I went to, so a couple years ago, it was, it was probably four or five years ago, I lived in a, a condo. And we had in the basement this, uh, you could go down to the cellar. It was like the super old uh, building in Main Street. And in Lowell? In Lowell, yeah. yeah. And I would uh, I would go to the basement, and I would sit at about 12 yards, because that's about as far. And I would spend hours just trying to air, Robin Hood an arrow. Because you don't have to, like, you're, you get mm-hmm. pretty close. It helped my shooting at long distance, actually, quite a bit. But I eventually did get it, and it, that was the only way. It wasn't like I was out shooting and I got one. It was literally because I was just at about 12 yards just trying to write down the shaft like no clipping has to go right down (laughs) you gotta step it out to 20 i know with the recurve yeah so uh no for for me i I like to shoot really far you know 60 plus and i'm not i'm not shooting like five spots with that and just try to group them really good at, at 60 plus knowing that i'm gonna restrict myself on an a live animal to like roughly half of what i practice at you know like yeah, um, obviously. Yep. I want to, yeah, you know, for me, sure. Don't want to shoot an animal that far. <laughs> let me yeah. ask you a question on that, though. Your your 60-yard practice shots. You're from mm-hmm. Wisconsin, right? And I've always I've always asked yeah. people this, too. Like, do you have a 60-yard shot? Like, where where you hunt? Oh, no. No? But you just, you like. Mean like, in the field, like, in, yeah. in a hunting scenario? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, man. You just, like. No, there's not much past, you know. I, I, don't, I would be honestly kind of uncomfortable even at 30. Just, you know, it would get to me, like, in my head. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'd have some uh, some target panic-like um, thoughts run through my head. Because like, I, I want to be super confident, you know. So my kills have been 25 and in generally. <laughs> but how, how tight are your groups out at 60? Oh, I'm, pre- I'm pretty happy at 60. I've been trying to shoot more at, you know, 80 to 100, and yeah. that's been a little more frustrating, but I think also just, you know, there's so much that goes into tuning and stuff that yeah. it, everything gets magnified at that far, and so just lately, you know, I keep my bow and arrows and uh, a block in the car at all times and, uh, you know, drive a lot for work and stuff, so, right. well, um, Jared, I feel like you know, whenever I pass a public land parking lot, take a few stop shots. And, a few that's kind of the routine every other day or so and try to really you know then go home and tweak stuff and get things tuned out you know yeah well <laughs> and i feel like jared for you this year you got a adjustable is it a single pin it's a, th- it's a multi-pin adjust it's three pins okay well either way when you get that set up and you get that tape on the beauty of the adjustable is you just crank it to 100 and mm-hmm. send it it's it's so yeah there was one summer or I had a I had a a single pin just dialed in. I had a what was it? I think Elite Impulse thirty four or the Energy thirty five, one of those. And I was just sure. I mean I was dialed. I was like out hunting, wanting a long shot, just because that summer I felt like with the single pin adjustable just dialed in. I was just dialed in, and it, I never got it. Yeah. Just to your point, Jared, all the shots were so close because it's just hard to find a shot like that in a good sure. situation with enough light, mm-hmm. you know, and everything else. Yeah, for sure. I, I like to shoot a single pin um, just because of my uh, experience with target panic. I think whenever I've tried to go back to a multi-pin, you know, telling myself that this is the way to go because, you know, if I take a shot and it's bad and then they run 10 yards and stop, then I can just take another shot, you know. Or you run those scenarios in your head, but I just – I, I do so much better 
uh, with a single pin just because there's just so much less to look at, you know. And all last year, um, through from September on, really, I I left my single pin pin at uh, 25 yards, and I would just hold low at 20, hold high at 30, and that was, uh, you know, pretty sweet system, super effective mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, and I'm not going to do anything outside of that range, so it was, you know. That was how I was mo- my most confident, you know, running gun wise. Yeah. But, what's what's your yeah, what's I, your I range right now, thing. Jared? What's your range? My range? Yeah, like okay, forty. At a, ever, no I've matter my, what. No, my pins are at twenty, thirty, forty yeah. right now, and I'm gonna make my bottom pin my floater. Okay. Right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna nice. sight in that bottom. Yeah. To be my adjustment. You get the spot hog. Yeah. Spot um. Hog. To, uh, uh, Tommy. Hog. Uh, what was that? The Fast Eddie. You have the fast Eddie? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's so, a sweet sight. Yeah. It like, is. I, I had like one of those too. Um, <laughs> is it the XL or is it just the dovetail on it or no? No. Okay. Nope. Yep. Bold. I should but okay. probably know that. You should. Yeah. It's yeah. Should. It's not that big of a anyway. Actually, I like the Tommy <laughs> anyway. Hog being closer when I when I had one. Um. Right now, forty yards. Uh, as soon as my tapes come in Friday, uh, I'm just gonna be limitless. Yeah. Basically, you will be S- limitless. Send it. So, we're gonna have to make you a longer range. I'm, oh, I, I need like a football field. <laughs> yeah, fair. Yeah, so you're saying right now 40s range. Say you're in hunting, you're literally ground level. You got a a deer out there, no wind, perfect sun. Sun. Perfect sun, right by, like not in your eyes, like okay. maybe even behind you. Just perfect situation. Like, how far <laughs> are you gonna shoot? Are you willing to share that? 40. 40 is it? What are you, oh, yeah. Nancy? All right, I'll 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 hold high, and I'll go out to like forty-seven. Really? Okay, so you're you're fairly conservative with your uh, your post. I could do a forty-seven, yeah. Okay. All right. Is that fair? Is that I, it's very. It's actually very a lot like more it. conservative than I thought you would be. Okay. I mean, if I I'm, thought you were just gonna uh, you know send it. I mean, <laughs> full send. send. But yeah, comfortable within that. Okay. All right, Isaac. What's your say? Perfect situation. If you're if you're comfortable, you can give me a range if you, if you wanna wanna do that. No, yeah. I I always just tell myself forty is like non-negotiable for whitetails. Like, yeah. For something bigger, like you know, that'd probably change. But um, I haven't had many of those opportunities. So um, it's yeah, it's forty and in for me. Plus, I mean, isn't that just like part of the fun you know getting close getting up to no you know that's i feel like that's like the draw to me is like how close can i get you know <laughs> yeah but this so. kind of comes back to your practice routine you're practicing at 60 yeah. so when you're close you're just you wanna, well on top of that yeah you're practicing at 60 so like your accuracy out that far closer in is going to be uh-huh. much better yep but oh yeah, it's just the high confidence is what I'm I'm going for. You know, yeah. I don't I want to remove variables. <laughs> yeah, but for sure, if you're confident at 60 practicing, why aren't you confident at 60 shooting at an animal? So you're telling me you only practice as far as you shoot. You would never practice further to hopefully slowly extend your range. If I'm gonna be, all right, I'm a hunter. Yeah, I'm not a like a target shooter. Yeah, so you're so not if, practicing farther than what you'd unless shoot. Unless I plan on shooting out that far, you didn't even practice. Probably. What if not it really. helps? I've never. I didn't know this about you. No. Yeah. 
That's why I always lose arrows, man. I'm always shooting way too far and exactly. practicing. And I'm confident in the shots. That I'm, I mean, I'm going to tack in August. Yeah, you're just going to change everything. <laughs> I'm letting it go. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if I'm out in the backyard, you know, I'm practicing to where I'm comfortable hunting at. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I think I think it's like it's just all it's all so different when there's like a you know a living creature downrange you know where it's pretty easy to you know all you're gonna lose is an arrow yeah at an eighty yard shot on a you know when it's foam but man it's just so crushing to I've you know I've lost um, deer and it's you know it's the the I don't know. It's, it's super crushing. So. It is, and it's you, you owe it to the animal. I mean, you got to you got to do it right. It's like half the distance I practice at is like that's what's going to be my max target. You know. Yeah. So. A, a, a thing that you want. This is the thing I've been doing uh, lately. I've been basically trying to do the free throws of practice. So I'll just go mm-hmm. out to my backyard. I've been plinking twelve yards. Now, obviously, with a with a, a recurve, it's a little different. than maybe that's like a twenty yard shot with a compound bow, but. Just working on form, like it's you're not going to miss or anything like that. And I shoot that a couple yeah. times throughout the day. Just head out there, take a few pokes, head back in. Um, and it's been huge. I mean, to- total game changer for sure. for just getting my 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 system down when I'm shooting. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So right on. you've got you basically your head. You're finishing your first year of of having this you know this new arrow company. You've been practicing for a while, but you started during an interesting time in the world, right? <laughs> yeah, COVID. Yeah, 2020. so... COVID, so... Yeah, it's, like, it's been really weird, man. Really I mean, weird. it seems for a long time there were a lot of archery shops probably closed down where arrows probably were not the easiest thing to get cut. Did you see, like, people ordering online a lot more willingly because, <laughs> you know, you're like you can actually help them. They don't have to go to a shop to get things, you know, set up for themselves? Oh yeah, no, that, that was for sure a big help. Um, and just as you know, the weather got nicer and people started to get out and shoot more in the backyard and, you know, we're not holed up for the winter so much. Like when we launched January in January this year, like it was pretty slow, you know, being the end of the hunting season. And we were thankful for that to not get overrun right. with orders or anything right away, especially cause we do like assemble every set, you know, and give a lot of attention to it. So, um, trying to do a quality job here, um, so it's it's a it's a thing that's already hard to scale as is. But um, yeah, to to go with the season was cool, but then with the set, shutdown, yeah, it was definitely a big bump in traffic where it's like uh, people needed a, a a set of arrows that was like ready to go out yep. of the box, and yeah, so that that was helpful. Um, but then at the same time with COVID, it was kind of like. You know, we'd uh, we count on a certain shipping time from manufacturers, and sometimes it'd be an extra four weeks or something, and and it just screws stuff up. So we we kind of go in rounds right now, where you you know we send an email, and uh, when uh, there's a date that sales will open, and then we sell out, and it's another week or two before another round. So. Um, Hopefully that won't have to last too much longer, but that's a, a COVID survival strategy, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's been insane. It's been insane. 
Yeah, it's inter- yeah. It, well, and it's it was interesting. You know, you're coming into turkey season and you know spring bear. So for me, I yep. was like, oh man, I got arrows. I need to get them cut. I ended up I went to a place which I will not name, Jared. Mm-hmm. So don't even try hey, to give me nope. an answer. <laughs> Say what it is. Uh, I went to a place and like I'm like, hey, I need to get these arrows tuned. You know, I got uh, turkey season and it just terribly tuned arrows. Like I I, I made it work. But it was just was not a good experience. So uh, I would imagine, you know, people like that were were, were the ones kind of coming to you like, I need, I need, I am arrow poor. You know, I, I need to oh, amass yeah. a little bit more wealth. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, and tuning and stuff is it's such a tricky thing. But uh, one of the things we've really tried to dial in is getting each set spine aligned, and that's helped a lot. Like to be sure that the the spine of each shaft is facing up, you know, right. up or down. And uh, that's, that's helped a lot, especially just because, you know, it being, you know, an internet interaction with people, like so, so much of tuning, you know, all, all of tuning is hands-on, try this, try that, adjust back and forth till it's perfect, you know? And um, so the, yeah. the struggle of being a, a digital interface, uh, trying to get as many of those variables worked out as possible has been kind of a process, but I think, I think we're pretty close. Um, try to get it within a 16th of an inch, you know? So you've got, uh, your heavy, is your heavy setup all tuned? Did you get that all set yet? Yeah, I feel pretty good about it. I mean, it's, it's just, um, more to just experiment and, uh, have that experience with something really heavy. But, uh, for the fall, I've got, uh, a couple of arrows that I'm, um, messing with that are in the 550 grain range mm-hmm. and i think that's what i'll be using um just especially because i i've got a chance to go out to colorado and you know that i don't uh i don't think 550 is too light by any means for almost anything you know with the right broadhead uh but you know a, tra- a flat trajectory is important out west so right. i want to be prepared to take a longer shot confidently Um, longer being more like 60 yards you know on a big elk or something so yeah so you've got some some bigger hunts planned for this year yeah man i i got all kinds of ideas but uh yeah doing colorado in september pretty excited going with some guys who have been consistently successful so i'm excited to ride their coattails yeah, that's it's a beautiful thing. That's how Jared hunts with me all the time. Whatever. Just riding my coattails. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right on, right on. Well, Isaac, hey, we're coming up on time here. Just, but before we let you go, we want to make sure people know how to find you. Mm-hmm. Um, so if people interested in, you know, maybe getting more information about arrows or talking to you or bouncing whatever off, uh, how do they get a hold of you? Yeah, thanks. Uh, VectorCustomShop.com, the best uh, touch point. Drop your email in the box there and... Uh, keep you in the loop on sales and stuff and hope to hope to interact with a bunch of your listeners I, i'm really excited to just keep building relationships with people and you know at this point we've got several hundred users that are really stoked about um just the improvements they've seen and so i know that uh i know that if, if you've ever experienced losing deer or not having the penetration that it was necessary to do you ever have a penetration problem make an ethical kill penetration problem <laughs> I you can't don't want you those man every day man <laughs> yeah no just just the arrow penetration problems we can help with so yeah I've seen, you know you've had you've had problems with 
with penetration, Jared. You can admit it. Arrow I penetration. Don't like, I don't like to. Admit no. It. <laughs> Well, anyways, uh, you thank you, like I said, for coming on. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely have yeah. to talk again, and I uh, appreciate you taking the time to chat. Sounds good, guys. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Boga Hunting Podcast. If you guys like what you hear and want to follow along on what we're currently up to, hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening on, and follow us on Instagram, at Boga Hunting. 